Welcome to Lawson Insight. I'm Mark Fancourt-Smith, a partner in Lawson Lundell's Vancouver office. And I'm Alexandra Stoichev, an associate in the firm's Calgary office. On this episode, we will be speaking with Ryan Berger about the very topical issue of vaccine passports. Ryan is a partner in Lawson Lundell's Vancouver office, specializing in the area of privacy and employment. More importantly, Ryan is also our first repeat guest, <laughs> and we're very happy to have him back on the podcast today. Welcome, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi there. It is a pleasure and honor to be back. <laughs> Official friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, we wanted to have you back on the uh, the podcast to talk about vaccine passports, which are, uh, of course, increasingly in the news. And so just to start at the very basic first question, what do we mean when we're talking about vaccine passports? Gosh, uh, when we say vaccine passport, to me, that really refers to some sort of certification that our government provides to demonstrate to other entities, whether they're organizations or nations, that we've been fully vaccinated. And so that certification could come in various sorts of methods. You know, right now, our existing passports, national passports, certify our citizenship, and it's the documentation behind which our country stands with respect to our belonging, I suppose, and the rights that go along with that. So let's talk about uh, vaccine passports sort of in that context to start with, because I appreciate there are a number of levels of governance which may have to consider how to provide these. But in the context of uh, international air travel, what are some of the legal considerations that are likely being taken into account by airlines and by governments as we sort through what's going to become the new normal of flying internationally? Yeah, this is very topical and being discussed at international, national, provincial levels all over the place. And certainly is a challenge from a number of perspectives, both legally and technologically. We may know a lot more, you know, in the months to come when both the federal and provincial governments in Canada get together, as well as discussions go on on the international level as to what what this sort of certification is going to look like. Um, There's no doubt that there is demand for uh, some sort of passport or certification. I think Canadians who want to travel internationally are going to be really asking for it uh, and pushing for it, despite the fact that uh, the federal and provincial governments um, have all said that for domestic purposes, they really don't want to differentiate between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. But from an international perspective, you know, we know that countries can and are regulating entry into their countries through their borders in various ways in the course of the pandemic. And one of them is with respect to proof of vaccination. So there is an impetus to to get something together. The International Air Transport Association has developed uh, a standard, and I think there are 18 to 20 international airlines that have signed on to that. So if Canadians want to or are going to be traveling to various parts of the world, you know, those airlines and I think a number of countries in Europe have indicated that they're going to try to use that system. And I think there'll be some on Canada to be able to find a way to certify into that system. So uh, moving from the international angle to the domestic front, I think we wanted to spend the rest of the discussion asking you about the legal considerations around 
requiring someone to show a proof of a vaccine within Canada. And so the first area that uh, we wanted to touch on is whether employers can require employees to show proof of being vaccinated. And the second is whether um, the host of a voluntary event, I'm thinking like a football game or a concert, could require attendees to show proof of vaccine or a vaccination rather. Um, so let's start with the um, employer front. Uh, what's the situation in BC in terms of whether employers can ask their employees whether or not they've been vaccinated or require them to show proof? Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, very difficult. We're getting it a bunch. And, you know, there are a lot of employers who want to be doing what they can to protect their employees and keep them safe, keep them healthy, certainly encouraging vaccination in, in a lot of employers view does support that and um, the road to reopening. Uh, so they're looking at whether they can have some sort of vaccine policy and that can be implemented potentially in a number of different ways, whether it's to start collecting information about employees have been vaccinated or perhaps setting up workplace openings, reopenings or circumstances in the workplace that accommodate particularly for vaccinated employees and plans to bring back uh, capacity to the workplace based on that. There are some challenging legal issues associated with all of that. And I think employers would want to be cautious about implementing a, a vaccination policy. We have a number of privacy laws that could apply uh, here in, in British Columbia and Alberta and across Canada that regulate the personal information of employees with respect to managing that relationship. And, and let's chat a little bit about that. What can you tell us about those privacy laws uh, and their impact in terms of whether an employer could ask an employee about this type of information? There are a few legal principles involved here. First is whether there is a necessity to collect the information and, and use it for these purposes. One of the big challenges I think that we have right now is whether there is evidence as to the, the need and whether there are less privacy intrusive measures available to address the issue. So if the purpose is to health and safety, right now in every province, we have workplace guidelines set up by the Workers' Compensation WorkSafe Authority that has established the requirements for different types of workplaces. And those do not contemplate vaccination or differentiating between individuals who are vaccinated and not vaccinated. So one of the challenges I think there is that from a legal perspective, there isn't a, a clear necessity. I think there might be room to make some arguments there in some rare circumstances. For instance, perhaps a um, in a remote work camp, if you're sending employees out somewhere that they're going to be working in close quarters and or going to be somewhere um, that uh, a remote community that doesn't have readily accessible um, healthcare services that can help to treat an individual who becomes ill, it might be appropriate in those circumstances to select vaccinated, fully vaccinated individuals to go out uh, into those circumstances. I think one of the challenges, though, that employers will have is that they may have a legal obligation to give non-vaccinated individuals an option uh, of some sort of other work, particularly if 
the vaccination is indicated for some reason, either a, an underlying health condition or, or some medication. So there'll need to be that accommodation. And one of the last legal principles uh, is the issue of proportionality. And I, I think our courts, tribunals, and privacy commissioners will view um, vaccination status as a very sensitive uh, piece of information and uh, will rate it at the high end of the sort of information that ought to be protected. Um, and uh, so an employer will have to establish that um, that public health purposes of collecting the information um, are, are proportionate to the privacy risks and the invasiveness uh, of that particular that particular question. That said, um, we, you know, we certainly do see some employers uh, asking about it at this point and um, even trying to incent their employees to to uh, get vaccines uh, in various ways. That was going to be a question of mine, actually, which is as employers wait for the science to to evolve or, or to become more conclusive uh, or alternatively wait for the government um, to impose legislation, what are some options that are available to them if they do want to tailor policies for their workplace around around vaccination? Yes, um, I, you know, I think that um, one of the less risky approaches is, uh, and we're, we're seeing this with some employers, is to give bonuses uh, to employees uh, who are vaccinated to incentivize them. Um, and that uh, arguably is... Uh, some reasonable basis to collect the information. In that case, it's purely voluntary, and I'm not aware aware that those employers, um, except for for providing the bonus, um, are uh, discriminating against employees with respect to their employment uh, if they don't choose to to voluntarily um, uh, advise of their vaccination status. If employers start to put in place uh, practices or policies um, that differentiate um, in ways, for instance, uh, relaxing masking rules. Um, th- th- that sort of thing right now would be contrary to WorkSafe guidelines. Um, or if they allow employees back to the workplace, um, if there's any... Um, deleterious effect on the employee or their circumstances as a result of them not being able to do that, um, then there's potentially a risk. Uh, But one of the big things I think we have yet to see is whether uh, new guidelines put in place in in provinces um, will differentiate between uh, the vaccinated and unvaccinated. If, If we see differences there, uh, mandated in guidelines, then uh, I think that's a whole different ballgame for employers. So moving away from the employment context, um, what about uh, requiring proof of vaccine uh, to get into, I'm thinking like a football game or a concert, something that's uh, a voluntary event. And I'm wondering whether or not uh, the people who organize or run those events are able to legally ask uh, people to show proof of vaccine at the door. Yeah, again, I'm anticipating that um, 
perhaps retailers uh, or event hosts may do that. Um, I think that they're going to have some of the same challenges as employers will, uh, subject to what the guidelines have to say. But, uh, you know, as long as, you know, the public health guidelines and workplace guidelines don't differentiate between vaccinated and unvaccinated, it might be challenging for those venue operators to uh, found a legal basis on which they uh, can ask those questions. Um, but that said, uh, I, I think that um, it, they've been in a similar situation when it comes to temperature taking, for instance, uh, at venues and retail outlets. And we've seen lots of that. Um, and uh, without a lot of challenge necessarily. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, those businesses, I think, you know, often have done it to be able to um, give some comfort to their, uh, you know, their attendees, their patrons, that other people are not coming in ill. Um, and so I anticipate that we will see organizations uh, ask these questions and make it a condition of entry. Um, and they might be able to to do that, uh, saying that this the, they're private premises and uh, they set the rules for for entry, similar to no shirt, no shoes, no service. It may uh, we may find vaccination being this being the same, and uh, that will potentially play out in litigation. So, Ryan, staying again within Canada or even within British Columbia, when it comes to employers trying to design policies for the workplace. Or to Alex's question, uh, venue owners trying to decide policies for venues. Um, where do you think we're going to go from here? I really think that we would all benefit from uh, government taking more of a lead on this for us. They've got the information. They potentially have the technology. Uh, they're going to be involved in mandating the public health orders and and workplace guidelines. Um, and I think that uh, uh, it would be very helpful for employers, for organizations and for the public, for the government to come out uh, ahead of this, if at all possible, and, and uh, tell us if it's going to distinguish uh, and what it's going to do. Set up a system. We certainly know we need some clear certification system so that we can travel internationally. Uh, and then from a domestic perspective and a, a workplace and venue perspective. Tell us clearly what are the rules and, um, you know, in what circumstances can and, and may we ask uh, about vaccination status. Well, interesting days ahead to be sure as we indeed try and figure out and for, forgive me for using that hackneyed phrase, what the new normal is going to be. <laughs> We're still learning. Ryan, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. My pleasure. Nice talking to you guys. We'll chat soon. Yeah. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on Loss and Insight. And thanks again to Ryan for joining us again today. You can also stay up to date by connecting with us on social media using the handle at Lawson Lundell and by subscribing to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. You can also check out the blog that Ryan Berger wrote on this issue by going to Lawson Lundell's website. Thanks very much for listening.